With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I don't like your attitude. The defense is wrong. Something that guy just says, boom. It's a Wednesday edition of PFTOT and or PFTPM and or Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Chris Sims in studio, gradually a small sense of normalcy returns to the program. And I'm sure your son, Philip, happy to get you the hell out of the house for a variety of reasons, not the least of which he can play Fortnite because it's not sucking the bandwidth that was going to FaceTime when you were hogging the Wi-Fi for an hour at a time. Really big issue in the house yesterday. Also, <laughs> also was trying to watch like college film, right? So that I'm trying to watch some of these quarterbacks on film. I'm streaming that and I'm going, damn, it's glitchy. Damn, what's going on here? And I finally had to say to my, my little girl and my little boy, like, get off the freaking computer, go outside, go do something for a little while. Because, of course, you know, they're obsessed with it. Yeah, Fortnite, watching videos, YouTube, all that crap. So uh, I'm glad to be back in the office and have some sense of normalcy here. Now, I know you pride yourself in having one of the oldest houses in Greenwich, a house where British soldiers actually stayed during the Revolutionary War. But you are allowed to upgrade to a more modern Wi-Fi hookup that allows three connections at once that work as well as one. Well, I know. We have a good internet you know, I, I got to get, I guess, go up to the highest level. That's what my wife was telling me yesterday. There's one more notch we can go up. But because of the old house, Mike, and we have like this gigantic chimney in the middle of the house, uh, it, it's, it is hard. It, it, you know, I'll have to show you the house one day to, to, for really do you to get a grasp around it. And hopefully you'll come over and hang out with me once in your life. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not the easiest house for cell phone reception or internet connection. Go ahead. Yeah, jerk. You, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> You've never invited me. <laughs> it's hard for me to hang out for once in my life if I've never gotten an invitation, it, it, especially when last year, as football season approached, oh, we're going to have you come over and have dinner at the new house. And I waited. I know. I've been sitting in the hotel I know. all alone every Saturday night waiting for the phone to ring like some pathetic wretch, which I am anyway, and the phone never rang. Okay. Well, it, it's like it's deeper than that. All right. First off, you know I have to go to Notre Dame a lot of weekends. All right. Oh, so, I'm well aware of that. So, right. You hear me bitch and complain about that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> got to travel and do that. And then, you know, I could have some runs where I would go two, three weeks off, you know, two, three weeks without a day off going to Notre Dame. And then finally, okay, yeah, it's a Saturday I can maybe have with Mike Florio and have him come over. But I'm too freaking exhausted and I haven't seen my family and kids enough. So I'm sorry, but we'll get that done. I, I really do want to have you over. I actually do like you. I might be crazy, but I do like hanging out with you. Uh, you make me laugh and we have a good time together. And it is good to know that you have a big chimney 
to pull any and all smoke out of the house of any kind, <laughs> yes, that's right. good to know. Right. That's good to know. You don't want to have those fumes lingering around with kids around. No, right, you don't. Let's get to it. <laughs> yep. Um, Okay, the big news in the National Football League, a deal that will become final at some point, but who knows when, given the NFL's current COVID-19 procedures. We'll talk about that coming up. Tom Brady, by all accounts, by all reports, and the first guy to report it, and this is the kind of thing that drives the five-minute heads-up NFL insiders crazy. Colin Coward had it yesterday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the next destination for Tom Brady. It was down to the Buccaneers and the Chargers, Chris, and ultimately, for a lot of the reasons I believe that you articulated yesterday, Tom Brady decides to stay East Coast, to stay in reasonable proximity in New York City, and also reasonable proximity of Costa Rica and Brazil, not go back to California, go to Florida, play for the Buccaneers, play for Bruce Aarons, the exact opposite of Bill Belichick. How do you think this came to be, and how do you think it's going to work? Well, you know, this is this is the reason when when I had first heard that the 49ers were out of the conversation with Brady, I had been led to believe all along that, like I had told you, with people in the know about this situation, that really the 49ers were the only team on the West Coast that I think Brady was willing to go and make that move and be that far from the family and have that stress on the family. So, you know, I had heard the rumors about the Chargers, but that's why I ultimately said I think it's going to be Patriots or Bucks because I just didn't think there was a real chance. One of the people in the know that I know about, one of the last things he told me was, you know, that little tidbit I said about the 49ers. So how did it come to be? You know, first off, we know that New England played hardball and, and really didn't, you know, want to offer him a a respectable deal or make him feel warm, comfortable, respect him, whatever it may be. The Chargers, I do. I think it's just too much stress on his family. As we know, he's got family up here in the New York area. He wants to see them. It's easy to get flights from Tampa back to here. At any one of the three airports you can go and do. LaGuardia, JFK, Newark, you know, even up here in Greenwich, you know, where he's supposedly going to move to. There's a White Plains airport that's very close to his new house, if that's supposedly or comes to be true. And then, Mike, you said it. I mean, the Bucks are just like, they're starving for this kind of guy, and they're the opposite of New England. He's going to have a head coach now that's, instead of being the general or dictator, is like his buddy. And he's going to be like, what? We're having a conversation about the plays I like, and we're talking about things we did after work yesterday? This is crazy. And I think that probably appealed to Tom Brady, let alone he knows there's some potential with that team and the weapons they got around him now. And my understanding is that Brady and his camp presented to the Buccaneers and the Chargers what he wants financially. That wasn't a subject of negotiation. There were other terms he wanted. Not the kind of crazy stuff that some people are suggesting, like control over the roster and control over the offense. I don't think he wants to be Peyton Manning because he's never been Peyton Manning. Right. See, when Peyton Manning went to Denver, he just continued what he'd always been. Tom Brady is that student of do your job. Very linear. He, he will bust his ass yes. to master the offense. He doesn't want to design the offense. Right. So, look, he, he made it clear what he wanted. The Buccaneers and the Chargers were the two that bit, and ultimately Tampa Bay for the reasons you identified. Not, and also, no state income tax. Yeah. Even if you're a gazillionaire, that's a factor because it's more money in your pocket at the end of the day. Proximity to New York, where his son with Bridget Moynihan lives. Proximity to, as I said, South America, Brazil, Giselle Bunchen's home country, Costa Rica, where they have a place. They like to go to Miami. That's why the Dolphins were considered a possibility sure, in all of this. Sure. So Tampa, and also, look, strategically, 
you don't have to screw around with Patrick Mahomes twice a year. You got a chance to win the division. You got a chance to maybe host a playoff game. And if you make it to the Super Bowl, you're playing it in your own stadium. No, no doubt about it. I mean, I think those are all positives. And, you know, hey, Tom Brady or not, you know, the Buccaneers are one of those teams that, you know, I think we both would agree we'd circle right now. As long as they got a quarterback that we felt was comfortable, we'd go, ooh, watch out for the Bucs. They have potential to be dangerous. Now, of course, with Tom Brady, that raises that level up to, uh, you know, a, a, another tier by being like, oh, they're dangerous now for sure. I mean, yeah, you said it, Mike. He's not the kind of guy that wants to instill his offense. He'll give some ideas and some thoughts and all that. But you're right. That's what's awesome about Brady. He's the ultimate soldier. Just tell him what you want him to do. He's going to bust his butt at it. He knows how to play. He's gifted. He's still got a great arm to throw the ball down the field in the Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich type offense. Man, a guy like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and he's a type of quarterback that really knows how to use a tight end man I bet he'll help out OJ Howard a lot so there's so many positives there let alone Mike I mean they're front seven and then their front seven scary JPP Shaquille Barrett Vita Vea or Vita Vea whatever the hell his name is the two linebackers they got at the second level I mean they have a real chance here to be special and be a pain in the butt not only in the NFC South but in the NFC in general um, I agree with you completely. Seven and nine last year with Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions. And it really was his performance down the stretch that caused Bruce Arians to genuinely sour on Jameis Winston. Ira Kaufman of JoeBucksFan.com, who's covered the Buccaneers forever, right. covered the Buccaneers when you oh, were there. Oh, he's my guy. He I love said, him. He said those last two games are what did it. And he said to me, Chris, that if Jameis Winston, because I asked him this question, if Jameis Winston in overtime of the Week 17 loss to the Falcons instead takes the Buccaneers down the field and wins the game instead of throwing a pick six that ended the season, Tom Brady wouldn't be poised to join the Buccaneers. That would have been enough to keep Jameis Winston in Tampa. It was the way the season ended, the way that last game ended, the way that he got to 30 interceptions that made Bruce Arians say, I just can't do it. And that's when they started looking and they quickly landed on Tom Brady. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the last game, of course, concerning. And am I am I right? Was the second to last game that Saturday afternoon game against the Houston Texans? Yeah, which, where the Texans gave him every chance to win. Right. And he spotted them, what, like a 21-point lead, basically, early on because he was, you know, Johnny Interceptionville. So I get it. When you do those type of things at the end of the year, uh, it's going to leave a bad taste in the organization's mouth, the head coach's mouth, as they go into the offseason. And I'm sure that was a little bit of a tipping point. Yeah, I'm not shocked to hear that. You know, I just I've been around football a long time. You know, you, you can you can fool the whole organization by having a positive last two or three weeks to where they go, see, this is what we like about this guy. He's got potential. He's going in the right direction the next year. Well, it can very easily go the other way, as we're seeing here. And this is awesome. I, I mean, I'm really excited for the Buccaneers, the Glazer family, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. They're an awesome fan base, as I told you. And they are going to treat him like the king of Tampa. I mean, he's going to go down there and just he's going to be shocked about how much they love football and the atmosphere around that organization. Ira Kaufman told me that the lead item on the NBC local affiliate news last night wasn't COVID-19, wasn't the Florida primary. It was Tom Brady is coming to Tampa. They're flooding the phone lines to ultimately get season tickets. And uh, that jersey, that jersey is going to sell Woo. like no jersey has ever sold before. And Chris, I looked at the schedule today. They've got at home. 
Oh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, your homie and my homie, awesome. coming to Tampa. Jared Goff and the Rams go to Tampa. The Vikings and Kirk Cousins. The Chargers, who were spurned by Tom Brady. Oh, by the way, he plays Drew Brees twice, combined quarterback age of 84. Road games at Detroit against Matt Patricia and the Lions and Matthew Stafford. They go to face the Giants, a team that's 2-0 against Brady in the Super Bowl. They go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. They go to Denver, where Brady has always struggled. This is one hell of a schedule, Chris. I was excited about the 49ers schedule with Brady because they go to New England. This is the best schedule you could get without Brady playing the Patriots. And who knows? Maybe come early February, maybe if the world gets back on its axis, it'll be the Patriots and the Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, I'm not ready to quite to go there. You know, I need to, to get to figure out who's the quarterback of the yeah. Patriots, but we know they're That's not. That's a fairly important ingredient. Yeah. But we know the Patriots, uh, I'm not counting them out. I'm not counting them, you know, for dead here just because Tom Brady's not there. No, I'm not. I mean, it's just there's too many special people still up there in that organization. But, man, you're right. It's, it's like a world tour. I mean, it's really a who's who of who's playing Tampa, where are they going. I mean, it's going to be really cool. And, Mike, I think, you know, you hit on it. The other element to this that I'm really excited about, right, is Brady versus Breeze. I mean, I, first off, these two are psychos. They're psycho competitors. Do I think there's a little bit of a competition right now for the touchdown pass mark and things like that? You know, you know, we talked about all the reasons we think Brady might go to Tampa. We hit on all those. Do I also think that he knows he can go there and put up big numbers and put a little pressure on Drew Brees as we go here too? Because I think Brady wants to have every record known to mankind and the quarterback, and I'm, I'm all for it. Go for it, Tommy. But I think that's a cool aspect of this as well. Drew Brees currently has 547 career touchdown passes. Tom Brady has 541. And the thinking is Brady is going to play longer than Brees. Ira Kaufman agrees with my assessment. Two years for Brady in Tampa. Two years for Bruce Arians. And then they ride off into the sunset together with or without a Super Bowl championship. See, here's the thing. Yes, Tom Brady would love to get number seven. And who knows? Maybe he will with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But when a team that clearly and obviously is in the mix to compete for a Super Bowl, isn't saying we want Tom Brady. He's got to move on to the next plan. And when the 49ers say no thanks, and when he's getting the vibe the Patriots don't want him, then you roll your dice with the Buccaneers. And I think he's got a better chance with the Buccaneers than he had or would have had with the L.A. Chargers. Uh, whether or not that manifests itself in a postseason appearance, a Super Bowl appearance, we'll see. But it's going to be a fun ride. I, and I, you know, I, I hope that we get a full football season with all the stuff that's going on in the world. I hope that it calms down enough. I hope the NFL is making the right plans. I hope the testing will get to the point where maybe they can just test every player before every game. And if everyone's clean, go out and play. And if somebody's not, they're out that week until they're clear of the virus. But whatever the case may be, I hope we get 16 games because it's going to be great 16 games involving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it gets even more interesting, Chris, because there are reports now that teams that were talking to Tom Brady under the impression he wants to reunite with a guy he played one game with right. last year in right. New England, Antonio Brown. I don't know that Bruce Arians is going to want Antonio Brown because he was with Brown for two years in Pittsburgh. He knows what goes on behind the scenes. But, uh, you know, is I, he, I don't know why Brady would want him either when you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid, who I think is going to, and Joe and Ira Kaufman of Joe Buck's fan agrees, Cameron Braid is going to have a resurgence in this offense yeah, with Brady. Yeah, that's right. 
Do you really think it makes sense to push for an unpopular figure like Antonio Brown to go to Tampa and join forces with Tom Brady? Well, I, yeah, I, they certainly don't need him. Is there risk there? As we know, yes. I mean, we don't even know where he stands with the league yet. Um, if I think there's one coaching staff or head coach that could make all of that work and that quarterback who could you know, keep A and A B on the straight and narrow and focused on the things that are important, damn, I do think it's Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. You know, anything I know about, I mean, Antonio Brown, from everything I know, was living in Tom Brady's house. And there, there, there was a real relationship there where I think Tom Brady, you know, sees a lot of good in Antonio Brown. Probably, you know, hey, recognizes there's some issues there, but I think he sees a lot of the good. And I had heard that a little, that, you know, that conversation came up with different teams during free agency. Now, we don't know if he pitched that with Tampa because, like you said, they're pretty stacked. I mean, hey. You know, Godwin, Evans, they're top five statistical receivers in football. Evans is a superstar, a super, super, superstar. And Godwin is really, really good on the verge of superstardom. So, yeah, that might be too many people to feed and just too much personality. And that could cause issues in the wide receiver room to where I don't think it happens with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe one of those other teams it could have happened, but not the Bucs. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I, uh, I'm fascinated by the possibility, but you're right. The NFL hasn't decided what to do with Antonio Brown, and uh, he's got several different issues that yeah. could keep him out of the league for half of the season or longer, and I think the NFL's got bigger fish to fry right now than to worry about Antonio Brown, and I'm surprised Tom Brady, if it's true, would be advocating for a team to sign Antonio Brown, but I think when he gets to Tampa, he's going to realize, I don't need Antonio Brown. You're I've right. got a great right. slew of weapons here. All right. Uh one guy who is a very excellent weapon in an NFL offense, DeAndre Hopkins. And we've been curious about what went wrong in Houston to cause the Texans to trade him away on a deal that universally has been regarded as a bad deal for the Texans. I mean, think about it, Chris. Nobody agrees on anything in this day and age. Everyone agrees the Texans got screwed in the DeAndre Hopkins deal. So what went on? Michael Irvin was on ESPN's first take earlier today, and he said he spoke to DeAndre Hopkins. And among other things, Hopkins was offended by some things that Coach Bill O'Brien had said to him, called him in for a meeting individually, said, I haven't had to have a meeting like this since Aaron Hernandez, which is a hell of a name to invoke, made comments about DeAndre Hopkins having multiple baby mamas. I mean, it just sounds like yeah. this is something that's been percolating for a while. We've had this conversation, Chris, that last year Bill O'Brien wanted to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Former GM Brian Gain did not, right. and they held on to him for another year. But, man, this sounds poisonous. Now, I'm seeing that DeAndre Hopkins is claiming that Michael Irvin is blowing things out of proportion. Shocker, Michael Irvin is not a reliable scrivener and relayer of factual information from a phone call. Uh, and it could be that Hopkins doesn't want to have that 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 right. you know that label on him I of being a troublemaker true. per se. Yep. But uh, look, something happened to cause the Texans to cut and run the way they did and take what seems like a hell of a lot less than they could have gotten for one of the best receivers in the game. Yeah, well, they're, they're, I mean, we've been hearing about it. I mean, you're, to, to what you said, you're right. I mean, we've been hearing about this for a year. I mean, maybe more than that, really, about, you know, they're just not – 
there's not a cohesiveness uh, cohesiveness there between the two. First off, you know I know DeAndre Hopkins. I've had him on my podcast. I've hung out with him for a day in New York City, did all that. I love him. I really do. I mean, I think he's a competitor. He's a good person. He's fearless. I really do. Billy o- Bill O'Brien, you know, he's he's an Army general, you know, and he's, he's New England-ish that way. So he's never easy on anybody. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like those things that you hear that Billy O'Brien might have said to DeAndre Hopkins. I can certainly see that offending any player, let alone one of your stars on your football team. I will say this, though. I don't think that the Houston Texans got fleeced in this deal as much as everybody's trying to make it out to be. Listen, if you don't, if your evaluation and you don't think DeAndre Hopkins is worth being paid $22 million a year, and then also your evaluation takes you to think, ooh, I like what I see on film from David Johnson, and I think he's still a top-tier running back in football, and you got a second-round pick. I know it's not perfect, but I think the ultimate thing here, more than anything, where the Texans knew they were going to lose leverage, and maybe they had a sense it was going to happen this offseason, that Hopkins was going to draw a line in the sand and be like, I'm not coming back until I get 22 million dollars a year and for that then it's not necessarily that bad of a trade altogether and Mike we hit on this the other day too we got to keep in mind I mean we know Patrick Mahomes is going to sign a new contract here soon Deshaun Watson is the next guy the next guy up I mean, he's in a command. If Deshaun Watson was in the contract negotiations right now, I would have no problem going, make Deshaun Watson the highest paid player in the history of football. That's what kind of talent he is. I mean, he's just about to hit the prime of his career, too. The only guy you can look here right now and just go, ooh, maybe they have a brighter future to me is Patrick Mahomes. Other than that, he's a superstar. So they had to balance that out, and I think that's why it might not look as good to the public, but I don't think it's as bad as everybody's trying to make it to be, at least in my opinion. And the window is as open for Deshaun Watson to get his new deal as it is for Patrick Mahomes. And nobody's talking about that. And, you know, the Texans have a mixed history of how they handle their first-round picks who become star players when it's time to pony up the cash. J.J. Watt got his second contract after three seasons. Jadavion Clowney never got his. Deshaun Watson may have to wait another year. But you're right. You can't give DeAndre Hopkins Julio Jones money. By the way, Hopkins and Jones represented by the same agency, CAA. You can't give him Julio Jones money if you're getting ready to pay Watson. And as we said earlier in the week in Arizona, they're two years away from Kyler Murray even being in a position to expect a new contract. So, you know, there's a report that the Eagles considered Hopkins, but he wants too much money. See? The the Patriots were part of the conversation, and I think anyone who trades for him knows you're signing on to a problem contractually if you're not ready to pay him what he wants. That's right. And I think the Cardinals are. They wouldn't have done the deal. So you're right. That's part of this. You're getting rid of a headache financially. Yeah. And if you're also getting rid of a headache for the head coach, right or wrong, right or wrong, right. if Bill O'Brien has decided right. this isn't one of my guys and it's a negative presence in the locker room that is working against what I'm trying to do, then, then you, you got to move on. Yeah. I, but, but still, it is amazing to me. See, here's the problem. This is where PR comes into play, Chris. Right, right. If you've got that message to send and you're the Texans, you better get that message out there. Otherwise, everybody's going to look at it and say, huh, Billy O doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He keeps getting fleeced on all of these trades. At some point, and, and look, I respect a guy who doesn't give a crap. Yeah. At some point, you have to give a crap because at some point, perception is reality. And the perception is that Bill O'Brien is so far over his skis as a GM, he doesn't even know he's got skis on. That's the problem. Yeah, well, I, listen, I, I understand that. I, I get where people are being critical there. 
and, and, you know, also, too, we just got to remember, yeah, you're right. You, you got to respect Billy O because he's one of those guys that he just does, he doesn't give a crap. You're right. It's dangerous to play that game this day and age because you're right. The perception does become reality. But he's a New England guy. And as we know, just like Belichick, they, they just don't give a damn what the rest of the world thinks. They're convicted in their, their, their studies, their knowledge, everything there. We know he's a tough SOB, Billy O. He really is. He's a no-nonsense, in-your-face football coach. I really respect that about him. And, yeah, we'll see what he's made of as GM. I know one thing. He's a damn good head coach. That's the one thing I know. You know, he's, he went to the playoffs with some quarterbacks the last few years where I just go, damn, these, these guys aren't even in football anymore. These guys aren't worth a damn. And he took the team to the playoffs still. So, you know, I, I don't want to be too critical, but, yeah, you're, I, I hear people's concerns with the, the Clowney trade, the Hopkins trade. Uh, I, I understand how that could be hard to swallow for, for Texans fans. And, and, see, that's the challenge. If you're going to be the GM and, and you don't have any pelts on the wall and or pellets on the horse, you better care what people think yeah. and you better control the narrative or the narrative controls you and you're not Bill Belichick yet Billy O because you haven't won anything if you That's want right. something you cannot care but I'm telling you Bill O'Brien if you're watching this I want you to succeed you're not going to succeed if you sit back and let the story carry you you've got to carry the story Agreed. Agreed. That's part of the game in the NFL, as we all know. And you're right. There's only one guy in football that can get away with it right now, and he's up in New England with the initials BB. Yep, he, he can do it. He can treat us all like jerks, tell us to shut up, give us no answer. It doesn't matter because the pellets are on the horse with him. He's got, you know, six of them and a bunch of other things to go along with it to say, hey, screw you. None of you know as much as I do, so F off. <laughs> and and, and he, look at it this way. I mean, he basically stiff-armed Tom Brady. Yeah. And nobody's saying boo about it. No. And it's clear that Belichick didn't want him. Now, Belichick didn't come out and say he didn't want him, but the circumstances point to Tom Brady realizing, this guy doesn't want me, I'm going to leave. And no one's going to criticize Bill Belichick for it because he's got the rings. You can be that way when you've got the rings. That's right. When you don't, you better worry about what people are saying and you better do what you can to convince them otherwise or the narrative locks in and it will contribute to your downfall if you don't win. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Bears are going to have a downfall of their head coach and their GM if they don't win. They are considering upgrades at quarterback. There's a report now that they have talked to the Panthers about quarterback Cam Newton. And I'm also told the Chargers are having discussions internally, Chris, oh, about Cam here we Newton. Go. But here's but here's the thing. Right. No one's trading for this guy right. because you can't let your doctor look at ankle, foot, shoulder, or anything else that may be broken or impaired on Cam Newton until the COVID nineteen outbreak resolves to the point where people can go back to work and where teams can have players come to the facility to be physically examined or doctors can go and examine players. And I, look, I think that this is the next step of the Panthers effort to get someone to trade for him, putting it out there. The bears have talked to the Panthers. Yeah, maybe they have. And the bears have said, or oh, you're crazy. We can't do this. I mean, they're going to have to cut him. I'm convinced of it. They're going to have to cut him. When you look at what Marty Herney, the GM of the team said yesterday, they've already tried to trade him. They've talked to teams. They've gotten nowhere. So now they're giving permission to Cam to find his own trade. He's not going to find one. It's not happening, especially in this climate. Well, okay. All right. There's a few things. First off, you know, they could, they tried to trade him, you know, before all this went down the last few days. You know, I think a lot of teams were looking at, like, we're going to get the guy we want in free agency. We don't have to deal with Cam Newton in a trade and a new contract yet. Well, there's two teams that got left out in the dark. So now they're reevaluating, going, damn, we didn't get Jack Diddley crap here. So what do we do? And they're looking at it going, okay, well, man, the Carolina Panthers have kind of pinned themselves in a corner here where we, we know they're not staying with Cam Newton. They can't demand anything, like, crazy trade-wise. I mean, they can't. Somebody will just go, oh, that's crazy. Right now, the Bears and the Chargers, if they ask for a second-round pick, they're just going, oh, that's crazy. Forget it. No way. I mean, maybe they can get that. I don't know. You know, but, but ultimately, I hear what you're saying. But to me, Mike, here's the thing that I just like. I mean, if Cam Newton just goes, I'm getting on a private plane and I'm going to see the doctor in Chicago, like, what's, what's the NFL going to do? Are they going to be like, are they going to like? You can't. You can't. They're violating the rules. If they have that physical, they're violating the so rules. So what if Cam Period. Newton, what if Cam Newton goes to a doctor that's not affiliated with the Bears, but yet they sign off and go, okay, we will trust this doctor's opinion. He's one of the well-known doctors in our country and he's amazing. And he goes and gets that physical there. Okay, to where now they can sign off on it or the Chargers, whoever it may be. I mean, what are they going to do? They can't throw Cam Newton out of the league, right? I mean, so that's to me where if they want to make this happen, I think they can make it happen. And both of those places make sense. The challenge is it's twofold. Uh, number one, the NFL is putting these rules in place with the expectation the rules will be followed. And, and this is, a, a, you know, a delicate time in our nation's history where it's going to be a horrible look if NFL franchises deliberately break the rules to gain an advantage later. And, and so I, they're going to I, look it, I think they deserve to be ripped by everyone if they don't follow the rules that everyone else is following. And, and secondly, I think they deserve to be whacked by the league office if they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar doing something like this. But the best hope for the Panthers is to get two teams, yeah. Bears-Chargers, right. and one of them is willing to say, screw it, we'll send a sixth-round pick. We'll send a conditional fourth-round pick in 2021 if Cam Newton is on our week one roster. Right? You get creative. That's one of the challenges. You've got the rules. 
and you come up with ways to operate within the confines of the rules. And something like that, a 2021 draft pick, uh, and maybe it goes as high as a second rounder depending upon how many games he plays, if you're willing to tie up multiple picks in that contingent calculation. But uh, you want, at a minimum, the protection of having him on the team. So, yeah, hey, we'll do a trade for Cam Newton, but we're not giving anything in this draft. We'll give it to you in next year's draft if he's on the week one roster. I think there's some wisdom in that. And if you can get two teams interested, then that's when you spur that conversation. If only one team's interested, that team just sits back and waits for Cam Newton to be cut. That's so I right. like how we're talking this through here Yeah, because there is a way to do it. Right. There is a way to get the Panthers some compensation if Cam Newton ultimately checks out and passes a physical implemented by a team doctor and the team says, okay, he's going to be our quarterback. And if they cut him, then uh, they cut him and the Panthers don't get anything. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, the Panthers' ultimate scenario is to hope that the Chargers and Bears both want him. I think he really fits both places. That's the other thing, too. I mean, the Chargers want to run the ball. Anthony Lynn, he's an ex-running backs coach. He wants to play defense. I think he wants to control the ball on the offensive side of the ball, be more efficient that way because they've been a little careless with Phillip Rivers the last few years. You know, the Bears, I mean, that offense, we know they want to move the quarterback. You know, right now you look at that, you know, they have a Super Bowl-type defense at Chicago. They don't have a lot of, like, they have a lot of good on the offense, no great. And Cam Newton, I think, can make that good a lot greater. He can make guys like Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller look like, oh, damn, they're, they're better than we thought. Yeah, of course they're better than you thought. When you got a guy throwing lasers 25 yards down the field that's hitting them in the face, yeah, they're going to be a lot better. So I think that could work too. And, you know, you're Chicago. You want to play defensive-style football, control the clock, have teams come in there. Cam Newton can do that. We've seen that. He can run the ball three plays in a row, drop back to pass on third down on third and ten, and throw a strike. He's not one of those guys that needs to be a rhythm passer and do that way. So I think both those places make a lot of sense. And you've hit on the Chargers. I mean, we know why they need them. I've been saying from day one. Yeah, you have. The moment that it, I, got, I had the feeling – that, that, you know, they're going to have changes in Carolina and it's time to move on from Cam Newton. That's the guy the Chargers need to get. That's the guy that will sell tickets. And it's not a one- or a two-year thing. If he's healthy, he's going to be there five, six, seven years and really help that team establish the foundation it needs to establish yeah. in Los Angeles. All right, let's move on. Next topic. Cool. Dallas Cowboys have had multiple players exit via free agency. They have kept Amari Cooper with a five-year, $100 million deal, although it's actually two years, $40 million, with a team option each year after that. Dak Prescott has the exclusive franchise tag. Now, with Randall Cobb gone, he is signed with the Texans on a three-year deal, $27 million. The Cowboys are interested in Emmanuel Sanders, the guy for whom the 49ers gave up a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick. Chris, how can it be that your guy Kyle Shanahan is going to let this guy walk away, and does it make sense for him to want to play for the Cowboys? Well, it does make sense for him to want to play for the Cowboys. I mean, I get that totally. You know, hey, yeah, you got Amari Cooper, you got Michael Gallup, and then Emmanuel Sanders can work the middle of the field. I mean, that would make a lot of sense, so I get that uh, all the way. He's similar to a Randall Cobb there. You know, I think with the San Francisco 49ers, hey, as we know, right, they got money issues, so they're they're trying to balance a lot of that stuff 
You know, they got players they want to sign there. And then also, I, I also think, you know, you got to take into account there's some young receivers in San Francisco coming up the ranks, right? You know, they got the kid uh, from Baylor who they drafted in, in the, you know, third or fourth round last year. I think there's some potential there. I still think they look at Dante Pettis as a guy who could fill that Emmanuel Sanders role. He hasn't quite hit expectations yet. And then De- Debo Samuel's emergence as a player, I think probably can make them feel a little bit more comfortable about saying, okay, you know, we can we can we can deal with letting Emmanuel Sanders out the door right now. So that's probably the reasons why Emmanuel Sanders is coming towards the end of his career too, to where, yeah, he's only got a few more years left to offer us some some real good play. That's a lot to have given up for half a season with a guy who You're did right. have an impact, but but real and, and look, hey, he did all he could to win the Super Bowl. That's right. He was open. He was he was open. That's right. The ball just wasn't delivered to him. But uh, you know, what do you think he does for the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy as the head coach, yeah. Dak Prescott there, Amari Cooper? I mean, hey, Amari Cooper's going to draw the double coverage. Uh, maybe Emmanuel Sanders runs scot-free. That's that's what I mean. I think, you know, you know, the, he'll work the middle of the field. You know, you got Gallup and Cooper are two guys on the outside who can beat people deep one-on-one. Yes, you know, Cooper's going to demand double coverage. And now you got a guy like Emmanuel Sanders and the emerging tight end Blake Jar- Jarwin they have down there to where you go, ooh, Damn, that's that's four pretty good targets if they can have that for for Dak Prescott. So uh, I, I understand it totally. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, is is Mike McCarthy's type of guy. He does fit that Randall Cobb mode. He's very similar player to him, and uh, I could see that being a very nice system fit and, and a personality fit and everything working there. And as the dust settles on the first wave of free agency, we will take a closer look at what some teams did and didn't do. But one thing that bears mentioning, the Cincinnati Bengals. And there was a report that they were going to be active in the early stages of free agency, and they have been active in the early stages of free agency, spending more money than they've ever spent. And uh, look, I don't think that... Mike Brown, the owner of the team, decided to do this because he's sick and tired of being called cheap. He's been called cheap for so long, he should be used to it by now. I'd love to know at what level of the organization this came from and and really what they're trying to do. And unless and until someone tells me otherwise, my belief is going to be they're just trying to win. They are, right. They're trying to win. That's, that's it. They're building their, their defense stunk last year. You know, it stunk. It wasn't good. They, they got obliterated in the run game. I mean, I, I want to make sure I got this right, but I'm pretty sure they were, la- they were last in football in rush defense. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what you do when that's, that's a problem? You sign a big MFer like DJ Reader. I mean, he is one of the best run-stopping interior defensive tackles in football. So that's awesome. I mean, that's a great signing. I know people are like, you know, it's not a superstar name, but this is the kind of player that makes defenses great. And he's never going to get headlines. The stats are never going to really tell you what he does. He commands double teams, creates mosh pits in the middle of a defense or offense. And then, hey, Trey Wayne's a corner. I mean, listen, you know, we, you and I, you're a Mr. Vikings. He's got a lot of talent. He can cover people for sure. You know, he's a little bit of a pass interference issue. Doesn't always play the ball well, but he can run. He's got size, you know, and I think they're probably hoping their their coaching can clean up some of these things. So I like that. And, of course, franchising A.J. Green, things are going in the right direction with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and who knows what ultimately happens with A.J. Green. Does he want to be there? Will he be traded? Will he be traded during the season if the season goes off the rails early? But they are trying to – 
And again, it's just, I don't think they're trying to change anyone's mind. They're just trying to win. And and we know that these kinds of moves don't necessarily guarantee you're going to win, but you've got to spend money. The minimum cash expenditure under the new CBA is up to 90%. That's nine cents of every or 99 wait, 90 cents of every dollar has to be spent. At some point you've got to spend it and they are spending it and we'll see if it makes them any better. But look, I don't hate the Bengals, contrary to the belief of some who don't like the fact that I pointed out that the smoke signals coming from Joe Burrow suggested he was thinking about trying to pull an Eli Manning. Oh, by the way, he was thinking about it. He's not now. Uh, I'm all for the Bengals being competitive. I think every fan base deserves a team that is in contention at least every third year. These long droughts aren't good for the sport where a city becomes essentially forgotten like the Browns, like the Bengals, and other places where we just never see a team rise up and compete for an opportunity to get to the postseason, an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. All right, uh, last topic, and we've touched on this a few times, but this is an example of how difficult it is for businesses to get their arms around this new reality we're, we're living with, Chris. And it was on Monday that the NFL identified the rules for physicals and visits, basically no visits, and the physicals will be conducted by neutral outside physicians for free agent acquisitions. On Tuesday, they made it more clear, and let's start with free agents. They can't announce these deals. Any deal that hinges on a player passing a physical, they cannot announce it at 4 p.m. Eastern today. That's that's when we're first going to see the difference between this year and other years. So far this year, it's been the same. We're hearing about the deals that are tentatively done. But come 4 o'clock Eastern, there will not be the announcements of deals being done. There will not be, obviously, press conferences. There can't be. There won't be conference calls. These deals won't be done for players who are required to pass a physical. And if you're making a major financial investment, they all have to pass a physical. Right. They're not going to be announced until these neutral outside doctors say, okay, deal's done. And I think we're going to see these deals get finalized over the course of a week to 10 days, given the arrangements that are going to need to be made so these players can get their physicals, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It, it is. It's very odd. Now, you know, and to that, you know, can you think of a player that's been signed yet that even really has an injury concern, right? I mean, really, I mean, I, I know all these guys are going to get physicals at some point, but I think most of the guys we've seen signed at this point, we haven't heard anything of like, ooh, there's a little injury concern with this player. And I think that's for the reasons you're stating. Teams realize, like, man, it's just too risky right now. That's why we see the Jadeveon Clownies of the world and other guys who have a little bit of injury history just sitting there. And that's what, you know, you mentioned earlier, the Cam Newton situation is going to be interesting going forward because of this. But, yeah, I think the guys we've seen sign and major money thrown to have a very clean injury history. You know, like Jack Conklin, he's one I can think of that had an injury, all right? He tore his ACL, but tore his ACL at a young part of his career and has played good the last two years to show, hey, it's not an issue anymore, and ACLs don't necessarily scare teams like they did, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So, you know, I, th- I think that's a very real concern, and I think it really affects free agency and where things go and how the money gets spent. Teams might, you know, have to sit back a little while and wait until things get cleared up, until they know they can really, you know, do their due diligence in some of these guys and I think you've got two concerns here first of all you've got the concern that a guy who may have some sort of an injury issue is not going to be flagged by a doctor who isn't a team doctor who isn't versed in the kind of physical exam that you need to impose on a professional athlete this isn't an annual checkup right this is can this person go out and perform 
professional athletics, specifically football, at the highest possible level. Right. The other side of it, too, is you may get some cowboy who decides, hey, I know what's going on here and fail a guy, right? <laughs> fail a guy who otherwise would have passed over something that really isn't a big deal. But this person doesn't know, and this is my chance to step into the big leagues, and I'm going to show these people I know how to how, how to do a physical on a professional athlete. Oh, we got a problem here. Oh, we got a problem here. Oh, we got a problem there. That could happen too, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I, I know you're exactly right. That That's... That's scary. I mean, that that really is. And, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know where it goes from here. But, you know, I just think of like I'm trying to think of some other guys that are out there like Melvin Gordon. No way he's getting signed anytime soon until they figure out medical issues and what goes on from there. I would think a guy like Jason Peters from the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been hurt a lot over the last few years, and he's old. Nobody's signing him until he can. I don't know if there's anybody else, but you're right. That's, that's really what makes it you know, weird to me. The big thing is to me, Mike, again, with this conversation, you know, and let's just take it back to Cam Newton for a second. If I'm in Cam Newton's shoes, I, I, I'm going like, I, I don't care. I'm going, screw you, NFL. I'm calling the Bears. Is there a doctor they like around the country that I can go fly and see that they feel comfortable with if he gives me the proper update? And I'm taking a private plane and going to see him. You know, it's my life. This is what I do. I play football. And if I had that kind of money that Cam Newton does have and want to get a new start and get this going, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Huh. You know, I'm going to be respectful and not try to do anything too crazy, but going to try to go to see a doctor and, and get this ball rolling and get it going. And, and let me try to shape a little bit what yeah, I think you're suggesting, because I think there's a way to do it without a team being involved. You just go back to the doctor that has done the surgery on your foot. And you get a full and complete evaluation from that doctor, sure. right? Or go to some other doctor who didn't do the surgery, but who is someone who has a good reputation right. for that kind of body part, right. right? That's what you need to do. But even then, even then. Yeah, I know if teams you know, won't buy into yeah, that either. I don't know if they will. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, the guy's just trying to prop him up so he can get the trade and so he can go get paid. Yeah. And they still are going to want their guy to look uh -huh. at the at the, uh, the, the foot, the ankle, the shoulder, everything on Cam Newton. But, you know, trades are the issue, and that was another thing where the guidance was provided yesterday by the league. Not on Monday. There was a donut hole. It was filled on Tuesday, and here's what the NFL said in the memo that was sent to all teams. NFL players are prohibited from entering all NFL club facilities through March 31, 2020, thereby preventing clubs from administering physical exams to those players acquired via a trade. Similar to physical exams for free agents, Clubs may opt to contact a physician to administer the exam in the location of the player's residence. So, again, you are delegating to an outsider who you don't know, who you have no relationship with, who, as far as you know, has never done a physical examination for an NFL athlete to find out whether or not this is an appropriate move. And that's why Cam Newton isn't going to get traded under this procedure. What about Trent Williams? Right. right. Washington's one. willing to trade him. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it until your people can put their hands on the the uh, the player and figure out and, you know, diagnose with MRIs, x-rays, whatever, and figure out whether or not this guy's ready to go. And, and, and they say through March 31. Well, is it going to be through March 31 or is it going to be through April 30? How long is this going to last? And, and there was a key line in this memo. Clubs should consider including contingency language and trade agreements to account for a scenario where a player is unable to take and pass a physical by a date certain. In other words, you put in the trade agreement 
the trade documentation that gets filed today at 4 p.m. Eastern when the two teams say, hey, we've got a trade, that if the physical isn't passed by April 15, the deal is off. And, uh, you know, that could kill some of these deals, and we never know which one it's going to be. Yeah. But we have to keep our eye on the possibility one of these trades that's being done is going to blow up because a physical came back negative when maybe the team doctor would have said positive or a physical can't be accomplished before the deadline that the two sides have agreed to. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. We're in crazy times, and we're just going to see where it goes. And, you know, you and I will be here to talk about it when this stuff goes down. But I know that's uh, the fascinating thing about not only the world we're in right now, but as it pertains to the NFL, it's changed that aspect and definitely going to make business harder for the NFL and some of these teams and coaches and GMs right now. And we have some good news for those of you who have made it all the way to the end of this edition of PFTOT, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, PFTPM, wherever it turns up. Sources close to me tell me, Chris, we may be back on NBCSN and Sky Sports on Monday. Booyah! Which would be awesome. Monday, March 23rd. Tentatively, I'm hearing rumors. Unconfirmed, we may be back uh, which uh, I think will make a lot. It'll make me happy because I'll stop getting the emails from all the people in the UK who are pissed off that we're not on TV. Yeah, so well, just for that reason only, I want to get back on NBCSN and Sky Sports. Well, everybody in the UK, Sky Sports, please continue to send the emails to Mike. I mean, screw him. Thanks. Whether we're on or not, screw Mike Florio, okay? Just keep sending them. Razz them. Go ahead. Um, but I, I'm ready to get back in my routine. I'm, it's been thrown, it's thrown me off. It really has. I mean, the kids being homeschooled, I'm trying to watch film. They're running around the house, asking me questions about homework. Holy cow. Shut the hell up. Oh, I just want to no, watch hey, my film. <laughs> hey, wait a minute to the Sims children. Right. Listen, listen, don't ask dad ask mom <laughs> anything related to school, Thank especially you. English and spelling, ask your mother. <laughs> You're funny. Hey, do you know why we're sitting here? Uh, I didn't realize, and maybe I missed this, but Jarrell Casey got traded to the Broncos? Did yes, you, he did. That's yes, a, he did. That's, I didn't want to. I, I know that's, that's huge. That Titans is. trade Jarrell Casey, longtime defensive tackle to the Denver Broncos. I, did, I didn't want to jam that in unprepared. I figured we're going to be doing this again later in the day so we could cover it then. But if you want to cover it now, Feel free. Well, I just, uh, you know, again, I look at, you know, Vic Fangio and what he's doing out there with that defense. They really came on at the end of the year. Jarrell Casey, a disruptor. He's certainly going to fit, you know, the, the way Vic Fangio wants to play. And then also, you know, the Tennessee Titans, you know, just look at them. They're, uh, you know, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish here. Now, they got some big interior defense alignment as is, so they probably felt like they can get away with it. But they got to be thinking about, you know, Derrick Henry clearing money for him, or maybe they're getting close to a long-term deal. I don't know what it is there, but uh, either way, that's a, a big-time move for the Denver, the Denver Broncos. Do you know what they got for him yet? I didn't see that. That's a, it's... Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Here's, here's what I decided to do. I decided – to, to not even bring it up yeah. until we could handle okay. it properly Fine. if we do Sorry this again later that. in the day. I couldn't help it. My bad. That's all right. So all right. anyway, if you're watching, number one, we may be back on Monday. Number two, Jarrell Casey traded to the Broncos. Number three, we may be back later today with another edition of this where we go over anything that happens throughout the course of the day. And who knows what's going to happen. It's been a crazy ride the past couple of days. Stay tuned to ProFootballTalk.com. Stay safe, stay smart, stay inside, and we'll be talking to you later on. That's right. Wash your hands, watch your ass. See ya. See ya. See you later. <laughs>
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.